coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, in the beautiful Appleby Business Center Studios. It's time for Northwest Arkansas Business Radio with Adam Robison. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. My name is Adam Robison, and uh, today I'm really excited to have my friend Paul Graham here with us today. Now, Paul is someone that I've had the privilege of knowing for the last couple of months in uh, Northwest Arkansas, but I'm sure you'll know what I mean when I say he's one of those guys that when you meet him, you just feel like you've been friends for a while. That's Paul, and Paul is the owner of Wish List Travel, but we're going to get into his travel business a little bit later. Paul, welcome to Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Would you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? Well, Adam, thank you for having me on. Uh, my name is Paul Graham. I've been in Northwest Arkansas oh, off and on since 1980. Wow. Um, I've lived in all 48 continental states at one point. Wow. Why Arkansas? Why did you choose to stay here? Um, my mother met a man mm. whose mother lived here. So we moved here to be closer to her. Okay. Good and reason. Then my other grandmother moved out here. So we just stayed and then met my wife who's from Staten Island. She moved down here. And in our senior year, first day she walked in, I said, I'm going to marry her. Wow. It took me 13 years. But finally, finally, she said yes. Wow, and folks, I was just get—I was just teasing just a little bit. I love Arkansas; it's the state that I choose to live in, uh, and and you can always expect a great reason when you find someone who's been well traveled and then decides to stay in Arkansas. Um, the reason I'm here is because my mama met somebody too. So, oddly enough, Paul and I have uh, uh, a lot of. Uh, details that we have in common with our background story. Tell us more about yourself. Well, I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm, I've been in sales most of my life, um, was in insurance sales for a decade where I worked up my professional organization, became president of um, the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. And then we, my wife and I adopted some children. Wow. And in our fourth child that we adopted – they said, you need to have a, a regular job. Oh, okay. So I had some friends that I reached out to to see if they knew someone who had a W-2 job. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, we just happened to be hiring for, for our company. So I went to work there. He was an elected official. And they said, hmm, what are you going to do when I'm term limited? Oh, wow. And I was like, I'm not going back to insurance. So I just started searching and I, I landed on travel based on a therapist. I was going to therapy with our fourth child. Mm-hmm. And the therapist said, you've helped me with my travel. Why don't you consider that? I'm like, is that a real job? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the advent of Expedia, Travelocity and that sort of stuff, I truly thought travel advisors were a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I know, uh, just in full disclosure, I'm using you and your wife to plan a Disney trip right now. Um, and uh, that may or may not have anything to do with why you're on the program. I just found out what you do because I too thought that travel agents were a thing of 20 years ago. But you've taught me just recently that, no, that industry is still very much alive today. Well, we actually have a um, 
travel agents professional group here in Northwest Arkansas called the Travel Advisors of Northwest Arkansas. Wow. And one thing that we're doing on a yearly basis, last year we donated over 300 pieces of luggage to the local um, foster care um, charities. Mm. Um, I don't know if you know much about foster care, but a lot of the kids are traveling from home to home with trash bags. Right. It's the saddest thing in the world. So that's one thing that local, this group, Travel Advisors of Northwest Arkansas, which for some reason they elected me president. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> they must have had a good reason. They, they, um, we've decided that we're going to do an annual luggage drive in August of every year. And so this year, all the luggage is going to go to the children's shelter, which all four of my children have lived in. Wow. Wow. And so that's, we do a lot of stuff to try to help foster kids and that sort of stuff. My wife do, my wife and I do when we can. And you'll see a lot of stuff coming forward from me on that luggage drive going forward. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we'll learn later on the podcast how we can follow you on your socials and all that good stuff to make sure we learn about it. Uh, so, Paul, what what specifically uh, in your background? Uh, well, first, how'd you come up with the idea? Of, well, you said you, you helped somebody do their travel. They said, hey, you might should do this. How did you finally learn that, yeah, there's a market here and people will pay me for this? Well, the funny thing is, is I don't charge the consumer fees. There's a lot of travel advisors who do charge a fee. I don't charge one. Um, every time that you book with a hotel, uh, all-inclusive resort or a cruise line, the fees are already built in where they give to travel advisors. Hmm. And so that's how, how we get paid. Okay. Um, a lot of it is I have a lot of training that a lot of people don't have, just like a plumber. I can watch YouTube videos. I can go out and, and plumb if I want to, yeah. but I don't have the experience to, to know where that leak's coming from. Right. I know there's a leak, right. but I don't know how to fix it. And a lot of times people, when they're wanting to travel, they think they know how to do everything, but then it's not an issue of, can you book it? The question is, what do you do when you have an emergency? Mm. That is interesting. So that opens up a, an entirely different set of decisions that you have to make, right? That's correct. And so, how to deal with those decisions. So are you saying before we ever find ourselves in that kind of difficult situation, we need to think about what we're going to do should those types of things happen? I would say so. And I, I would think that in March of 2020, um, the world woke up to an entirely different paraphrase. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the word I want to use, but the world changed. Sure did. All your travel got canceled. Mm-hmm. And did you want to sit on the hold with some of the online travel agencies? Upwards of 20 days. I'd, wow. I had a friend who, um, he said on, I'm not going to mention the name, but it's a big one that starts with an E. Okay. <laughs> he was on hold almost every day. Wow. He would call in and they said, if you're if your travel's not happening within 72 hours, click. Mm-hmm. And using a local travel advisor, that's not going to happen. True, true. Yeah. 
I'm sensing a theme beginning to rise up in this episode regarding stay local, and I love that. And I think the listeners of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio love that too. I think there's a, a gratification and even a, a satisfaction that occurs when when you can go and and be a patron of local small business and know that you're helping out your community a little bit. And, and so, yeah, good stuff. Good. Good stuff. Excuse me. So, in the journey to open up Wishlist Travel, uh, what experiences or uh, challenges did you have that were turning points in this journey? I would say the big thing is the the use of the internet. Okay. Um, I started researching different travel ag- agents, host agencies, and um, what a host agency is is it's it's a group of travel advisors who work together. There's normally a, a company that oversees it, and they hire independent contractors. Mm. And I chose one that I thought was a great one, but it focused mainly on cruises, and it taught me to follow their system and not necessarily what was best for my clients all the way around. Mm-hmm. And that taught I went through a, a group a website called host agency reviews Okay, and read up on all the different host agencies. It took me about a year and a half to figure out where I was going to go and do some studying. Wow. That's some serious contemplation that you put into that decision. Well, I didn't have much of a choice mm. because my wife wasn't all into it. Okay. <laughs> um, because she was like a lot of other people, uh, travel agents are dead. Mm-hmm. They're, it's not good. I mean, we're, Hearing that now with, um, with AI like Chat G- GPT, mm-hmm. it's going to be the death of the travel agents. Mm-hmm. It's not. Mm-mm. No, I read something the other day that uh, that I think captured it perfectly, and it was, uh, you know, everybody says Chat GPT will be the end of insert profession there, and it says it won't be. It'll just be the end of those professionals that don't use Chat GPT, right? Because there's no reason why we can't harness that technology or even give enough attention and independent free thought to put together a package for people that maybe artificial intelligence couldn't. Right. So, well, I think that every person is, is different Mm -hmm. and what they want. Like I have one client, funny story. I sent two people to Italy. They went to church together. They were deacons in the same church, but I didn't know that. Wow. One of them said, I want, to do it myself, just get me a plane in my hotels and I'll take care of everything. The other one said, I don't know anything about Italy. I don't want to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I want to go on a tour. And if he had used chat GPT or artificial intelligence, I guess I should refer to it as artificial yeah. intelligence. I mean, that's just one product, right? So, <laughs> right. Um, and had done it himself. Well, he would have ended up, up like the guy who did it himself, mm-hmm. which was they passed each other on day four of one of them and day two of the other at the Coliseum. The one on the tour walked right past the line. Oh, wow. And he waved at his friend. They, they talked. And then he goes in and then he comes back out. Two hours later, his friend's still in line. Oh, no. <laughs> and... Artificial intelligence isn't going to tell you that. I agree. Yeah. That's, there's, there's some things that good old-fashioned experience just uh, serves the best medicine for. 
Very, very interesting. Okay, so walk us through the journey of your business from its inception to where it stands today. Well, when I first started, I was nothing but cruise. I did nothing, absolutely nothing but cruise. And I just trusted my host agency. I didn't do any outside learning or I didn't network with other other travel professionals or those in the industries it was. I just did what they said. And it pretty limited me to just doing cruise bookings. Mm -hmm. So I was 99% only cruises. Wow. And on March 13th, 2020, I was going down to resign from my day job. Hmm. And I, every booking I had for spring break canceled as I was driving down two days oh, before. My goodness. And so I called my wife. She said, Oh, it's only going to last for two weeks. Because, uh, you know, that's what they were saying at the media yeah. at that time. And I just said, Well, if it's only going to last two weeks, I can work. For two more weeks. Sure. Am I glad I did? Right. Yeah. What turned into a two-year pandemic. Uh, what, what, what an amazing event we've all just lived through when you think about the pandemic. It changed everything. And for you, it changed professional plans and, and retirement plans? Or was this just ready for you to go and work in your own business time? Is that what that was? That's what that was. And it... And it changed a lot of things because they said that um, 77% of all travel advisors or travel agencies were going to close. Mm. Um, that's what the American Society of Travel Advisors, that's what they projected. Wow. And instead of waving up the flag after reading that, I said, well, let's go get some certifications. Mm-hmm. So I, I was able to get my um, certified travel associate from the Travel Institute during that time period, which the Travel Institute was a gathering of the largest travel companies in the world wanting to educate travel advisors. So they created a nonprofit. Wow. And I was able to get my um, certified cruise counselor from CLIA, which 95% of all cruise lines are a member of. Wonderful. Wow. And then the one that I'm most proud of, and I had never heard of it until I had a friend who's disabled, said, you need to you need to look at what you can do to serve disabled individuals. Well, I found a certification for called certified autism travel professional. Really? So I worked on those and, and, and got those during the pandemic. And I also learned the other segments of the industry that I was not very strong in. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, I needed to, it broadened my stuff where a lot of agents came out of complaining about COVID and what it did. Mm-hmm. I felt like I came out of it stronger, maybe not financially stronger, mm-hmm. but it, in being able to give advice to my clients, I came out much stronger. Yeah, sure. And, and so with this um, certificate for helping families with autistic children travel, is that something that people, these families can come to you and you are aware of the different uh, modifications or um, addendums that, that you would need in your travel. Tell me more about that. I think that's really interesting. Um, it, that's exactly what it is. A lot of people are on the spectrum and they don't realize it. They mm-hmm. have things that set them off. And I have access to tools that will let me so, let me tell them what things are, what centuries, 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 um, 
what's the term? I'm it's trying. a hard word. Yeah. Uh, sense, like sensory um, difficulties. Yes. Yes. Um, Sensitivities and whatnot. So if they come to me and say, I want to go to Legoland, mm-hmm. I can pull up any ride they have and say, this is the ride you need to avoid or great. give them access to a website mm-hmm. where they can look at it themselves. Mm-hmm. That's great. I know that's just, that's just a passion of my heart separate from this interview is just, you know, we, we see the, the figures growing each year for families with autistic children. And yet our society doesn't seem yet to embrace these, these groups of people and, and they don't have places to vacation and go to church. They're there for people like you who know that they're there. Um, and so that's an important message to get out. I well, think. like beaches resorts, um, which is a sandals company, they have um, autistic training for their entire staff. Wow. I was recently at the beaches in Ocho Rios, not this past September, but the September before. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to the general manager, and and he was telling me about this autistic family that comes every year. Mm -hmm. And they basically can drop their child off. They know the child is safe. Right. And they can enjoy a vacation. Wow. Um, And they that couple just happened to be there with their son wow. and he introduced me. And the thing that the mom said is this is the only time that I get a break I bet. because I have to be on, I have to take care of him mm. 24, yeah. seven, 365. Yeah. And, and any mother and any father would do it. Right. But they, they, there's so many that do. So to know that there's a place where they can just take a breath and, and take a few hours off. Um, that sounds like an amazing outlet for them. So, um, let's go ahead and keep going as, as you've been through this travel journey of yours, any significant challenges? I know COVID was a big one. Um, that's probably enough. (laughs) I would say one of the other challenges is the aspect that of using a local professional okay, talk who understands that. it. Sounds good. Because the internet has made it easy for you to book your own travel. Mm-hmm. It's people don't understand that they're just online travel agencies. You're, you're paying for a travel advisor service without the services. Interesting. And that's probably, and the big question is, or the thing that I hear the most I thought travel agencies were extinct. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. And just letting people know that we're there, we're advocates for the consumer, mm-hmm. not for the vendors, because we realize the vendors pay us, but they don't pay us without the consumers. So we try to match up the best vacation for our clients, not Go find clients for our vendors. I see. Okay. Well, now that's a different perspective than I realized. I always thought it was a bit more of the travel agent teaming up with the vendor, the hotel, or the resort. You're saying, absolutely not. We have travel agents to serve the guests and their needs. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, there's many times that I've actually had to go fight with the with the vendor Wow. to get my client um, what they needed on the trip because the vendor messed up mm-hmm. and I have to advocate for my client, wow. not for my client is the consumer, not the vendor. Yeah. Now I have extensive vendor not knowledge mm-hmm. and I visit with vendors all the time. 
which is probably the most important thing a travel advisor can do is get to know local individuals around the world. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Interesting. So you, you've been in the travel business for a little while now. Um, in your experience, what, what trends or changes have you noticed in the industry just since you've been a part of it? I would say the biggest trend is there's more domestic travel happening in that our national parks are becoming much better known and much better frequented. Really? Um, and here in Arkansas, tourism is up a lot mm-hmm. for the local going to the state parks. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So I'm, I'm sure based on what you're saying, because you're teaching me a lot in this interview, there's probably some little Paul Jr. or Paulette Jr. out there that says, man, I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to set out and be the next travel agent superstar like my friend Paul Graham is. Um, what advice or insights do you have for those people who might be following you in the profession? I would say contact a local um, travel advisor, do a mentorship with them, Mm -hmm. work with them for a while, get your feet wet before you open up your own agency. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is there's a lot of tips and tricks that people don't know. Okay. Could you give us an example of one? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but just one that somebody new, wet behind the ears may not realize is something important to do, but somebody been around for a few days would understand. I would say the biggest thing is, is network with other travel professionals who are local. Okay. And the reason that that's important is there's many times I don't know something Mm -hmm. and I'll call one of my friends in my travel professional group and say, Hey, I've run into this. How do I do this? Okay. And I've partnered with people that have expertise in certain areas Mm -hmm. so that I can learn. And yes, I split commissions with them, but I wouldn't learn that anywhere else. Right. And you're not going to learn it by reading about it or chatting in Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. It's having those relationships with other travel advisors because they're going to keep you from stepping on landmines. Yeah. So for some cheapskate like me who's sitting out there saying, I don't want to split commission with anybody. Are, do you believe it's a, a worthwhile investment in your future to go ahead make that split in the commission so that you can share in the expertise of someone who's already been there and done that every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Wow. That's, that's, that's pretty. And, and the reason for that is knowledge and experience far outweigh, um, just having knowledge by itself. True. I'm working, I'm working on a wedding group right now. And if I hadn't worked with someone who had done a wedding group before, I would not have been able to, even know where the process to start. Mm. And I mean, I've read on the internet how to do it. I've talked to BDMs, which are business development managers for the resorts and that sort of stuff. They gave me hints, but the little tips and tricks that you learn from someone with experience far outweigh anything that I've Uh learned on the internet or um, from the BDMs. Mm -hmm. So if, if I'm a new travel advisor or and I just started networking some of my businesses three or four months ago, I can think of my attitude walking into a room and meeting someone who's doing the same thing as I am to be more like, oh, they're a competitor. I should probably keep my distance. I'm hearing you say, don't keep your distance. Go and, and, and learn as much as you can. 
Well, and, and I'll say that because our, our com- competition is not the fellow travel advisors. Okay. Um, the local mean? ones. And the, the reason I say that is I'll have a different niche than someone else. Okay. Um, my real um, competition is the Expedias, the Travelocities, the Orbits, mm-hmm. because they're the, the everyone thinks they can do it on their own. Sure. And those companies make it easy to do that. However, they don't have the expertise. You're not going to talk to the same person twice unless you're extremely, extremely lucky. I mm-hmm. think you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than talking to the same person twice at those companies. You very well might. You very well might. And you know what's funny? And I was thinking back to something you said earlier in the conversation, just how difficult it was to get people on the phone during the pandemic time. I, I, I was taking a cruise on a pretty major cruise line. Um, you know, it's, it's where all the fun's at. And uh, I could not get them to answer the phone it seemed like for weeks and it was so difficult and I'm so grateful that we don't have to deal with as much of that anymore. Um, sorry, just a trip down memory lane. That was absolutely free for the listening audience there. You know, you mentioned that. And the nice thing is I have an email of someone at that company and, and all the other, other ones too, that I can email them directly and say, Hey, I'm having this problem. I can't get through to the lines. Can you help me? Uh Uh-huh. And 95% of the time, I'd get an email back within an hour. Done. Wow. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a travel hack for y'all if you uh, do encounter a busy switchboard on your cruise um, or getting ready to go on your cruise. So, okay, great. So you've given some insight to some new travel advisors saying, hey, don't stick to yourself. Go out. Learn what you can. Invest in your future through the experience of others. I love that. So as you look at wishlist travel, and you and I have talked about this personally, but I want to go ahead and get it out for our listening audience too. What's the future look like? What are your goals? What are your plans? Where do you see this in a few years? Well, I think that where I see it going is becoming a, a full-time um, adventure for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky in my, in my job that people like to talk about vacations. So they will talk to me after hours, before hours, and on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to build my base Excellent. while I'm doing that. But I'm hoping to be full-time by next March mm-hmm. um, where I can service my clients. The, the thing that will help me the most is being able to network with the vendors. Okay. Um, and that's... That's the main thing that a, a travel advisor has is relationships with vendors and other travel advisors throughout the world. Mm-hmm. So where where are these places that you can go and network with the vendors at? A lot of it will be on Zoom. Oh, okay. But there's also a lot of times that w- what we call in the business, business development managers mm-hmm. will come into Northwest Arkansas, but they're here between nine and five. I see. I see. So you're, you're needing someone that uh, maybe has hours outside of that a little bit, right? Well, I do that now. And I do, like I have my business development managers. I've got two events coming up mm-hmm. that locally people can attend. One's a carnival cruise night. I've got my BDM who's going to host a Zoom meeting. Okay. And then I have someone from Globus T- Journeys, which is a touring company. Um 
they're going to come and do a dinner presentation. Wow. At Nellie B's in Elkins, which is where I'm, where I live. Okay. And they're going to come and give information about tours in Italy and talk about Italy. Wow. We're having a dinner. Sign up is happening now. Wow. So, well, let's, I, I was going to talk about that a little bit later, but let's talk about both of these events. The, the carnival event, when is it happening? How can people attend? What more do they need to learn? Um, well, it's going to be a zoom meeting and we're going to, on my Facebook, we have an event created that you can sign up for. Just say you're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, Today in my group and on my Facebook um, page, we're going to be announcing how to grow your, not how you can go to the event. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. What's the, do you know the date off that by chance? June 7th or 8th is the carnival one. Okay. And then August 24th is the Italy one. Okay. So if someone wanted to look that information up, would they go onto Facebook and search Paul Graham or Wishlist Travel? Wishlist Travel. Okay. So uh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you can find out about the carnival night. Talk to us about this Italy trip because I know that's something I've told you my wife and I might be interested in. So I'd love to hear more. Well, what we're doing is we're teaming up with Nellie B's, which is an award-winning bakery out in Elkins. Mm -hmm. They're going to serve an Italian dinner. I'm not revealing the menu until you get there. Okay. Um, And we have a a lady by the name of Robin Piper Hmm. who's coming into town Mm -hmm. just for this event. And she's going to talk to us about different tours, what Italy's like. And be there to answer questions of anyone who's there. That sounds wonderful. That's limited to 50 people. Wow. So bring your appetite and bring your questions about Italy. August 24th. At 6 p.m. 6 p.m. All right. But you have to have a ticket. Okay. And we're going to get a ticket through Wishlist Travel. That's correct. Okay. Sounds good. We're going to make sure we get a ticket to that because that just sounds like a winning evening all the way around. Good deal. So based on your own experiences, Paul, what uh, what tips or advice do you have for small business owners, aspiring entrepreneurs outside of just the travel industry, people that are doing something brand new, they're building their own thing? What advice would you give them today? I wish someone had told me, you're the expert in this area. Mm. You're not an expert in all these other areas. Hire people mm. to do that. That's good. And I liken it to, I'm not an accountant, mm-hmm. so I I need an accountant. Mm-hmm. I'm not a social media person. I need to hire a social media person. Yeah. I, I'll be honest, I am not the greatest at paperwork. Mm-hmm. So I've had someone come in and help me develop systems so that I can make sure all of the paperwork is done. Excellent. Excellent. So you're... you're winning strategy is we win through people, right? We hire people's specialties and, and, um, and then stand upon our own strengths. Correct. I think that's the way you have to do it. Okay. Outstanding. Well, Paul, thank you so much for sharing your story today. It's been very interesting to hear about wishlist travel and how it's come together and what some of your future plans are for it. Uh, could you tell the listeners of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio how they can find you, find more information out about your travel packages, anything like that? 
The easiest way to find me is go to wishlist.travel. That's my website. Okay. And up on top, it has all my social media um, contacts. Um, Facebook is probably the easiest way to, if you're in my Facebook group, that's probably the easiest way. Okay. Um, I post all my specials and everything in the in that group first. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly leaks out from there. Okay. Sounds great. So what can we do to help you? Any call to action for the listeners of Northwest Arkansas Business Radio that they could go right now to do something and help you and wishlist travel? Well, there's two things that I can think of. One is join my Facebook group okay, so that you will get um, first dibs on on the deals that are coming up. And first-hand knowledge, like we're going to be announcing a – Group Greece tour. Oh wow! Next November, where we're going to go see the pyramids. Okay. We'll, now wait a minute. The pyramids aren't in Greece. Well, we're going to start in Greece. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I just I couldn't let you get by with that. We're, we're going to go down and see the pyramids. Okay. Then we're going to the next day. It's going to be Christmas season because we're going in November. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Bethlehem. Wow. In Jerusalem the wow. next day. That sounds like a special time. And then we're going to hit a bunch of Greek islands. But we'll have more information about that in our Facebook group. Probably will fill up before it hits the hits the regular page. Okay. Well, folks, you heard it. If you want to get on this trip, you need to get following Wishlist Travel on Facebook or go on to wishlist.travel to look at the website directly. I promise when you get in touch with Paul and his lovely wife, Mary, they are going to treat you well. Uh, You're going to be treated like family and you're going to get to experience just like my family is right now. uh, Really a brand new, uh, exciting thing that happens when you have travel experts book your travel and then begin to tell you what a great time you're going to have. And so on behalf of Paul, Mary, and all of Wishlist Travel, this has been Adam Robison with Northwest Arkansas Business Radio. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.